is WMKM, Inkster, Detroit. Welcome back to the family. Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God bless you, God bless you. This is Elder Jewel on the Word Restores. Amen. Listen, this is part one in a series on understanding grace. Understanding grace. Amen. In this series, we wanted to walk through the pages of the New Testament and look back through the Old Testament to grasp the concept of grace and how God's grace is working in our lives. See, because we have questions like, what is grace anyway? What is God's part in this grace? And how about us? Do we have a part to play in maintaining this grace as we continue on our Christian journey. Amen. So we want to touch on this topic of understanding grace. Now, I'm sure that you have recognized that even in the greetings of our Apostle Paul in his epistles, in most of them, he loved to couple grace with mercy and peace. You know, they, they love to go hand in hand. And, and we know the well-known song we hear of, your grace and mercy brought me through. Amen. But what we want to do is to isolate this, this grace, amen, to find out what is it, what is it really. We'll touch just a little bit also on what it's not, but we want to start to pull it all together so that we can get this understanding. And then in part two, we can look at um, some other uh, pieces of the puzzle so that we can bring grace together to work in our lives. Now, grace, the question is, what is grace? Amen. What I did was I took straight from, uh, from the uh, Life in the Spirit study Bible. I just wanted to, to get a, a picture of grace. And from this study Bible, what I've read is, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as a God of grace who showed love to his people, not because they deserved it, but because of his own desire to be faithful to the covenant promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. So just think about it now. We've just gone back to the Old Testament, that it is something that the, um, in the Old Testament, his people in this, in this study guide says they did not deserve it, 
But there was a reason why they got the grace because of God's own need, not his need, his wish to be faithful, his commitment to be faithful to the covenant promises that he had made to their forefathers. Amen. So let's um, clarify um, what is grace. I want to start with what is not grace. Grace is not justice. Grace is not mercy. Amen. And, and as we as we flow through it, we're going to realize that justice is about getting what we deserve. Justice, getting what we deserve. Mercy is being spared of what we deserve. We are not getting what we deserve, and that's mercy. Amen? But grace is being given what we do not deserve. So you see the, the the difference between you know your justice uh, that that we can set aside your mercy is being spared of what we deserve not getting what we deserve amen but for grace it is being given what we do not deserve and let's remember this that God is a God of all three. He's a God of justice. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. He's a God of a whole lot more than this. Amen. But I wanted to, to for us to limit this to uh, to grace. Amen. So as we go along, um, what I would like to do, um, there's a, a song called God's Grace. And I'd like to play some of it before we, we start breaking down uh, you know, what, what God's grace is and how it is manifest because we want to walk through the scriptures. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Remember the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. Okay, for the topic on understanding God's grace. 313-871-9656. Praise God. Lord, you 
by the grace of God. Amen. Every single one of us have made it this far by the grace of God. So let's touch a little bit on uh, how how the scriptures um, begin to manifest God's grace. And before I, I go ahead, the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. Understanding God's grace. Amen. Hallelujah. So one of the the quickest ways to remember the manifestation of God's grace, which is being given what we do not deserve, is John 3:16 in the gospel of John chapter 3 verse 16 and i know from even when when we are in sunday school this is one of the first verses that um, that we learn that um, god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son amen that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life god loved us so much Amen. That he gave his son, even when we did not deserve it because of our own, oh, hallelujah, because of our own sinful state. And yet he sent his son to die on our behalf. Amen. Oh, my Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. But even, even we did not deserve to live, and yet. He gave us this grace. He gave us this grace, the Son, His Son, with an everlasting life. I want to tie this to Hebrews chapter 2 and 9 that says we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. He was crowned with glory and honor that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. God's grace. Amen. God gave us, hallelujah, he gave us Jesus, amen. He gave us Jesus that he should taste death for each and every one of us because of our own sins. Something about that makes you want to shout and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord, amen. Something about it that God feels us so much. He loves us so much that he wants to, you know, he, he's, he's giving his son, giving his son. How many of us are going to say, I'm going to, oh, hallelujah, I'm going to give my son like he did. Amen. And thank God we don't need to even go there anymore. Amen. So we saw 
God's grace manifest in John chapter 3 verse 16 and we've tied it with Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 and I am I'm reiterating these scriptures because I know that for those of you who are writing down the scriptures that you can come back later on and start chewing on this start chewing on grace to understand what this grace is all about amen because these are the scriptures where God's grace is shown where his his grace is manifest Amen. I want to read now um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And um, the key verse is actually in verse 10, but I want us to flow into it. Amen. Uh, the number to call is area code 313-871-9656 to join a discussion on God's grace and understanding, your understanding of it. What what do you see it is? Amen. So God's grace is manifest in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3. Uh, and, and I'll read from there all the way to verse 10. And the Apostle Paul says to the Corinthians and to us today, I delivered unto you first that which also I received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he had been raised on the third day according to to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and here it comes. And last of all, as unto one born out of due time, he appeared to me also. This is the apostle Paul. And then he touches on who he thinks he is. He says, for I am the least of the apostles that I'm not meet. I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But watch out for the but. Amen. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me, was not found vain. But I labored more abundantly that they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Amen. So I want to to squeeze just a little bit on verses 9 and 10. Because, see, we, we recognize, you and I recognize that we really don't deserve um, what God is giving to us. We don't deserve it. In the case of the Apostle Paul, he was, he, he just, he was so truthful at the very beginning. He says, I am the least of the apostles. I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. You remember when he, he was on the road to Damascus and he, he wanted to go to Damascus to drag people, uh, you know, the men and the women. He wanted to drag them back to Jerusalem to be tried, my goodness, to be persecuted just because they followed this Jesus. But as you know, or you may not know, he was stopped on the way, amen. He was stopped on the way by the same Jesus himself, amen. And that's going to be a different broadcast for us, amen. So what he's saying to us now in verse 10 is, but 
And I love the idea of but because that really begins to negate the perception that's that has had um, really been put forth just before it when he says, I'm the least of the apostles, I'm not worthy, but by the grace of God, amen, we understand in God's grace, I am what I am. What is he? He's an apostle, amen. He's declaring the word just before this, um, verse 9, from verses 3 to 8, he ran through with us the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then, you know, some of the events that surrounded his resurrection. He, he, he mentioned the gospel for us. This is something that we can take and, and, you know, as we learn it, it's something that can be in our spirit as we try to witness to someone else. That we can say that, you know, he died, Christ died according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. He was raised on the first third day according to the scriptures and then he appeared to all of these other witnesses amen but then as he's as the apostle paul is rounding this off he says by the grace of god i am what i am that's who i am i can tell you now that what i did before it was garbage compared to what i know now about my lord and savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not found vain. He's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's grace was poured upon me because you know that with everything that I had done, I should have had judgment on me. I should have had it. But my God, but my God, amen, his grace, he gave me his son. He gave me what I didn't deserve because of the things that I have done. And my brothers and sisters, I, I want to substitute the apostle Paul for me, for Anne-Marie, for you, for John, for Jane, for, for Brenda, for Mary. I want to substitute that name because this is what has happened to us in terms of God's grace. Amen. We really could not make it without the grace of God. And you and I can say, I can say that I am what I am because of God's grace, because his grace was showered upon me. He loved me. Remember going back to John 3 and 16. He loved me so much that he gave his only son. Amen. Oh, my Lord, hallelujah. What an awesome and a mighty God we serve. Amen. And that's where we see God's grace manifest. That was 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we read from verse 3 to verse 10. Amen. And at the end of 10, he says, I labored more abundantly than they all, than all of the apostles. I really, really, I, I had this in me. I had this in me. And yet he's saying, listen, but it really wasn't me. It was the grace of God that was in me that allowed me to go forth in, in declaring the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In going forth and not just to declare the gospel, but to start to build the churches even. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. So we are talking about God's grace. Amen. God's grace being manifest. Where would you and I be without God's grace? And that's something that you and I need to really, really think about. Um, you know, sometimes we, uh, we assume that, uh, that all is well. We assume that, you know, um, I didn't get what, what, um, what I deserved or um, God gave to me in terms of the grace, what I really didn't deserve. Because when I look back over my life and I think of all the mess that I was in, I think about the sinful state that I was in. I think about the path that I was going along. And then I recognize that really justice could have stepped in at any time to give me what I deserve. Amen? But grace stepped in to give me what I truly did not deserve. Because God, remember, my God is a God of holiness. He's a holy God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And yet he loves us so much. And that's the reason why he sent his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you and for me. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to go ahead to Philippians chapter 2, and I'm, I'm going to read both verses 12 and 13 and stop there, and we can have um, a little discussion on it. But for, for Philippians chapter, chapter 2, I'm reading about God's grace being manifest. Amen. So then, my beloved, even as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Amen. God's the one doing it. God is working in you. It's his grace. Amen. That's where his grace is manifest because he is working in you both to, to will so that you may even, oh my Lord, hallelujah, so that you may be on the track with him to will, to want to do what needs to be done for the kingdom. This is the kingdom work. Amen. For my own salvation. When I, when I expected that now that I'm saved, I can do whatever I want. Oh my Lord, the spirit of the Lord constrains me. The spirit of the Lord reminds me, you know, reminds me even of the word of God, reminds me what God is saying, what God is requiring for us. And he, he reminds us so that he can tell us, he can keep us on the track. And he's saying it is God who is working in you. Oh, of course, he's working through his spirit, both to will, to bring to bring you and you and I in alignment with his will and to actually do, to actually work towards my own salvation with fear, with that reverence and with trembling. And it is for his good pleasure. Oh, praise the Lord. 
praise the Lord. God working in you to will so that even you will want to, amen, and to work to do what needs to be done. Oh, hallelujah, being obedient, being obedient to the Lord, to the Spirit of the Lord, even as you've always obeyed. Um, uh, excuse me, the Apostle Paul is telling them, even now when I am not with you, don't think that you're going to backslide. Oh, hallelujah. Don't think that you want to backslide just because you don't have someone who is there, who, who's reminding you of who God is and what God is and the way that we should live. No matter what, you work out your own salvation, amen, with fear and trembling. And he has to remind us God is working on the inside. That's his grace. That's his grace. I'm so thankful that he did not leave us on our own. You know, he could have done that, amen? He could have just left us to do our own thing, but he did not. He did not. Hallelujah. So at this time, I think it's a good time for us to be reminded again in song about God's grace. Yeah, so we're going to play that same song, just a couple of, you know, a couple of lines, a couple of verses, and then we will continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us are thanking him for his grace? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I normally do a, a shout out to, to some of my, my friends, my colleagues. And, and one, one of them, Sister Stephanie, she has sent back. She, um, she could not listen to the broadcast, but she said, but I am so thankful 
for God's grace. Amen. She is so thankful for God's grace. And what about you? Amen. What about you? And there's something here that um, one of my uh, Facebook friends, I don't think she was responding to uh, to my, my call on uh, God's grace, but I see something here that I think is so, so worthy for us to read. Listen, she says, um, I didn't come to give you what you deserve. I came to give you what you don't deserve. I came to give you what you didn't earn. I came to give you what you didn't work for. I came to do something when your life was a mess. And she says, he is here. If that's not God's grace, amen. I'm going to read this again. And I recognize now that she had not read uh, the topic of, of this particular um, this particular broadcast because she had done it a few hours before this. But she says, I didn't come to give you what you deserve. Mm. I came to give you what you don't deserve, which is was our definition, amen, is being given what we do not deserve, which is grace. Then she says, I came to give you what you didn't deserve earn. I came to give you what you didn't work for. I came to do something when your life was a mess. Can we think about a time (laughs) when our life was a mess? Um, I should say when it still is a mess. You never know. Amen. We never know. We talk about his grace. Uh, we talk about it, but, um, you know, when our lives were truly a mess, we were, you know, we didn't know where to turn. We didn't know where to turn. As a matter of fact, what, what I've found is that sometimes we try to do it all on our own. Amen. This is something that, um, you know, I'm expecting that I can do. I, I, I got this, Lord. I got this. I got this. Amen. Until I got myself in such a mess um, that I really deserved some sort of justice. I really deserved, I should say, some sort of judgment. And yet, God gave us, God gave us grace. Amen. He's the one who is giving us this grace and through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And now he's given it to us by his spirit. Amen. So let us continue about God's grace. And what I had read from this post was from Sister Nadine. I, I just want to make sure that I can, um, uh, you know, give credit to uh, where credit is due. Amen. So God's grace is manifest in First Timothy chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verses 12 to 17, but I do believe that it's 15 to 17, 15 and 16 that we're going to really focus on. Amen. And so Timothy, excuse me, Paul is, uh, the Apostle Paul is uh, speaking to Timothy, and he says, I thank him that enabled me, even Christ Jesus our Lord, for that he counted me faithful appointing me to his service. Remember, we were just reading 1 Corinthians 15. So here he goes. He's breaking this down now in verse 13. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Though I was a blasphemer and a persecutor, 
and injurious. I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord abounded exceedingly with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, how awesome is that? This is what I used to be. You can say what you used to be in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Though I was before what? Though I was before what? A liar, a thief. Come on now. We can put everything in there because what we are saying is this is who I was. Remember this. This is who I was. Amen. A murderer. Come on. We can we can put, you know, all of these things that we got into right there because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord abounded exceedingly, oh, hallelujah, with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And we have a caller on the line. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you, Yoda. How are you? I am blessed, my sister. God bless you. About this grace. Uh-huh. About this grace. All I can say is grace and mercy found me. it's the word yes 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 that see because mercy is is um you know it's that 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 he loves us so much that he spared us Mm -hmm. for what we deserved spared us of that you know he gave us that that you know that that he was just merciful. You know when you when we hear Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me, spare me, Lord, spare me. I don't deserve to be in in even in the presence. Oh, hallelujah of God, Amen. But then the grace He has given to us, and we really don't deserve it. We don't deserve this favor. See, if, as you said, if we were to get what we deserve, we wouldn't be here. Yes. And to know that he is so merciful every day. It, it, it's a mind-blowing part of, of who God and who Jesus is. Yes. Is that he renews his favors with us every single day. His blessings are renewed every day. And for us to fall upon his blessings every day, regardless of what we've said and what we've done, and we sit and we think back, what have I done in this whole day? 24 hours, and you can think about so many things that can just say, kick them out, kick them out, kick them out, kick them yes. out. Yes. And he continues to just love us and love us and so patient with us. Oh, man, praise the Lord. It's unmerited. You can't even comprehend it. You can't understand why can someone love me when I appear to be so unlovable. Mm. My Lord. Unlovable. You, you know, you, you, you think about the things. No, you can understand. I think why he said you're nothing but filthy rags, filthy yes. rags. And I think about that, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's true." If we were to truly think about ourselves for who we truly are, yes, how can a God of, of love and, and compassion love us? Mm. He said that the angel, why are thou mindful of them? My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Why are you mindful of that? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, it's just, it's just mind-blowing. Just the, the topic you have is just understanding the grace. Yes. Wow. It's, it's something. If you just take it and 
and look at that word, that grace. You said, why? Why do you, why do you love me? Mm. My you God. Love me? My God. And that's interesting because we're, we're asking, why do you love me? Or even, why do you love me so much? Yes. You see, yes. because we go back to John three sixteen. you love me so much that you did what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. This is your it, only it's son. It's time to get past the love me, let alone it so much. You know? <laughs> it's just like, why do you love me? I, I, can, I can see my all imperfections. I can see my policies. I can see all the things that would cause you not to love me. Amen. And then to go beyond the veil to say, but you do love me. That's right. It, it causes you to be a better person, or at least try to be a better person than you are, than you were yesterday. Then, Lord, give me the grace to have another day. Mm. that I can walk in the newness of this life and try to please you. Mm, my Lord. And you know, you, you, you know when, uh, when we pray, um, we, we love to say, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And I'm talking about when you and I pray. Yes, yes, the grace and mercy. Yes, and we, we, we thank him for his grace. And, and, some, you know, and sometimes if someone hears this, they don't quite get what we are thinking of. You know, but when I say grace and I and I look back over my life, I understand that it was his grace. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Oh, hallelujah. The things I just did not. Oh, hallelujah. Just did not deserve. How did I get where I am even today? Yes. If you look back. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. If Absolutely. it had not been for his grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Just, thank Go ahead. You. I just wanted to call in and because and, and, it, it's just, it, it's a mouthful. It's a five other words. Yes. But it carries so much weight to say if I just look at myself. Mm. And that's the thing for us to do is to really, truly look at ourselves. Yes. Look at ourselves. Yes. Yes. See, that there is nothing in me, there's nothing in me that would cause to mighty God to mm. want to lay down his life for me. My Lord. Let learn lay it down, then pick it back up and still love me. Yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. That is All right, truly Joby, awesome. I'm going to be listening to you. God All bless right. You. God bless you. I hear you. And um, I just pray for you, your ministry to continue to bloom. You just haven't seen the flowers growing yet, but it's, it's blooming. Oh, thank you. Praise the Lord. And God listen, and you know that's his grace. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> All right. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Praise the Lord. And the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. Ah, yes. I hope we're going to get excited, just as excited as my sister Brenda, who just called, uh, talking about God's grace. Amen. She talked about our imperfections that will cause us to try to be a better person. You know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, sometimes we, our picture of who we are doesn't, doesn't actually comport with what we see in the mirror. Amen. And, and that's what this grace, this grace makes all the changes. You know, it's, it's, it's like, do, um, uh, on on your uh, on your computer and you you just 
um, feathering, you're feathering some things, you know, you're wiping out some imperfections on your image and, you know, you are just trying to make this look as perfect as possible. Amen. Whatever software you're using. And that's the type of thing that we are looking at when we talk about God's grace, because in the end, he's making us perfect. He's perfecting that good work in us, bringing us in alignment. Oh, hallelujah. In alignment with who he is. Amen. So in first Timothy chapter one, we read from verses 12 to 14, looking at how his grace is manifest and, and how this is the way we used to be. This is the way I used to be. But now since I obtained this mercy, amen. And because I did it in unbelief and ignorantly, I obtained mercy. Amen. Now we're coming back to our grace, but I obtained the mercy because what God did is he spared me because I used to be a blasphemer, a persecutor. I, I injured me. I was injured. I was, I did harmful things to people, but I got mercy. Amen. Justice did not step in. And then in verse 14, he says, and the grace of our Lord abounded exceedingly. The grace after he had he spared us for what we actually deserved, for what we did, then the grace came in to give us to, to, to give us that love, to give us that you are still mine, to give us that working on the inside of us, that it will change us, that he will show us how to be changed into his image, into the image of God. Amen. So that grace, it abounded exceedingly. But how? Listen, it's with faith and love, which is in Jesus Christ. So we didn't do it by ourselves, but it's because you and I believed also in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins, that he rose. You saw the gospel. Amen. You saw the gospel in from 1 Corinthians 15. We believe it. We believe it, and the grace of God was just abounding because of our faith and our love. Oh, my Lord and Jesus. But let me go ahead, because from verse 15 to 16, we read, Faithful is the saying and worthy, worthy of all acceptation. Okay, all he's saying is, here's a faithful saying that's coming up now, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Bottom line. Jesus Christ, he came in to save. Think about saving, okay? If, if I'm drowning, I need someone to what? To save me, amen? If things are going going real down, if I'm getting real down, not going too well in my life, I need someone to step in and help me and pull me up. At least extend a hand that I can see that there is a hand, amen? That's saving, saving, but he is saving me as a sinner for all of the things that I had done that were contrary to God's, God's focus, to God's commands. They were contrary to his commands. And 
This is the saying, and it is worthy for us to, to accept what we just heard, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And then the Apostle Paul says, of whom I am chief. He keeps thinking of himself, and we must think of ourselves, as um, Sister Brenda previously said, as filthy rags, amen? That's, that's how we have been thinking of ourselves when we find ourselves in front of this holy God. When we see our reflection as opposed to this holy God, we recognize that all of our righteousness, the things that we thought were right, the things that we did that we thought were right, they are as filthy rags. Amen. So now the Apostle Paul is saying, listen, I was the chief. That's how I felt. And verse 16, he says, how be it for this cause I obtained mercy. Oh, hallelujah. I obtained mercy. Mm. Think about it. Amen. That in me as chief, I might excuse me, that Jesus Christ would show forth all his long suffering for us an example that should hereafter believe on him until everlasting life. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going straight into this scripture because I think what I have here does not seem to really come off the way it should. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. This, okay, I'm going to do it again. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Verse 15, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Amen. Verse 16, how be it for this cause I obtained mercy. Amen. For this cause I obtained mercy. That in me... First, Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. It does seem to be a mouthful, I have to admit, but we're going to have to break this down. Amen. So, uh, verse 16 says, how how be it? Okay, so um, for this cause... I obtained mercy. I, God was merciful to me. Amen. That in me first, Jesus might show forth all long suffering. So it wasn't so much about me. It happened to me, but it was in for Jesus to be a widow, my Lord, for me, Paul, to be a witness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. For me, Paul, to be a witness to the long suffering of Jesus so that for those who are coming after me will believe on him. They will see and say, that's the same Paul. Listen, that's the same Paul who used to try to drag Christians out of, out of their homes and bring them up before the magistrates. That's the same Paul who did that. That's the same Paul. People were so fearful of him. And now now, here he is, my Lord. What happened? What happened? Amen. What happened to him? Well, it was the grace of God. Amen. It was God's grace that was given to him. Oh, praise the Lord. I thank the Lord so much. I thank the Lord and I thank him for this. I think I had 
um, a couple of typos, if I'm not mistaken, in um, in what I was reading before. So, uh, and that's not in the word. It was from what I had copied. So, but definitely here it is. It is as a pattern, amen, as a witness for those uh, who are going to come after, and even for you and me today, as we are reading this letter in First Timothy, what are we saying? That we can believe on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen, when we hear about who Paul used to be, and because of God's grace, he now is a changed man. So here's Anne-Marie, And because of God's grace, she is a changed woman. You can put your name in it because I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. Now, this, even this, this discussion here in the very last um, verse in this section, the Apostle Paul, after he thought about it, he just broke out into glorifying God. He says, after he said all this and he thought about what has what he what had just occurred and how God has turned him around, he says, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh, this is like glorifying God. I am praising God. I'm praising him because he take, took my life and he turned my life around. Amen. You know that song that says that he set my feet on solid ground? That is what the grace of God has done in his life. This is what the Apostle Paul was talking about here. And this is what you and I need to remember, amen, that it's his grace, it's his grace that's doing it for us and in us. You know, for now, what we will want to do, we would, I would love to play um, the song again, but instead... We talked about a little about grace and mercy. So why don't we just touch on uh, your grace and mercy that brought me through. Amen. Remembering the mercy is being spared of what we deserve. Amen. Your grace and mercy brought me through I'm living this moment because of you I want to thank you and praise you too Your grace and mercy brought me through. I, I, I want to thank 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. His grace and his mercy. Amen. His grace and mercy, they brought us through. Hallelujah. Thank you. I think, Sister Sheila, you sent me a message, and I'll have to admit, um, the <laughs> the text is so small, I can't see it, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. You know, one of the things that I want to do in the last couple of, um, couple of minutes of this broadcast is actually to start looking at what the Apostle Paul was saying, you know, in his letters, when he sent a letter to Timothy um, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and 2, he said to Timothy, my own son in the faith, he says to him, he's praying for grace, mercy, and peace from God and our Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And again in 2 Timothy, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father. To Titus, the Apostle Paul says, grace, mercy, and peace. This is a prayer that they are actually putting out to one another. Amen. So when I think about it, 
I, I think about this this grace when when you know when you and I begin to uh, to. Uh, greet one another. You know, we may say, God bless you. Amen. But what I'm seeing here is his prayer, his opening letter, his opening paragraph in his letter says, I wish you grace. Amen. I pray for grace. I pray for mercy. I pray for peace on you. Amen. I pray that God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, will shower you with grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, even in uh, the, the epistle of John, Second John chapter 1, verse 3, John also says, grace be with you. This is the beginning of the letter. And what is he doing? He's asking the Lord, he's praying to the Lord that they sh- that grace is showered on them. Mercy and peace from God the Father. Oh, hallelujah. And our Lord Jesus Christ in truth and love. So many words, so many sentiments are wrapped up in our greetings. So I, I'm thinking even now as we are speaking, maybe we should be showering someone, amen, when we see them and when we speak to them or even in our emails. Why don't we open up an email with grace be unto you, amen, grace to you. I mean, we don't have to go to the old English, but we can say grace to you. I wish you grace and mercy and peace. Or if we don't want to use the word grace, I wish that you are given what God wants to you, for you out of his love for you, but what you really know that you do not deserve. Well, you know, someone might not like that, but hey, this is what grace is. Amen. His grace and his mercy. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? You guys are are not going to like this, but I'm looking at what Sister Sheila got to say here. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my Lord, she says his grace and mercy gets a sinner like me through each and every day. What about you, my brothers? What about you, my sisters? Amen, amen. A sinner like me through every single day. Because you see, you you know, we talk about, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I understand that that's what we love to say. But do we fully understand what this grace is? And I have another two or three minutes as part of this broadcast. So what I'm going to do now is I want to pray in the last minute or so of this broadcast. I want to pray and I ask the Lord to shower you, whoever is going to listen, whoever will read this, whoever will hear, and whoever accepts it, that he showers you with his grace and his mercy in the name of Jesus. Let grace and mercy follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org, or through Facebook, 
Anne-Marie Jewell. Or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewell, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. Gospel 1440 AM is WMKM, Inkster, Detroit. Welcome back to the family.